This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. This is your Dynamite Review for June 26, 2021. This was the Saturday Night Dynamite, the last weekend Dynamite, before we finally get back to our normal <laughs> schedule of Wednesdays. So, yes, this was, I was excited for this Dynamite, but I was maybe even more excited for the fact that we get to get back to some sense of normalcy. After we this get weekend. movie nights at my house again at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this, this, it felt like my favorite dynamite since Double or Nothing. I feel it didn't feel like, I feel like we're on going back on an upward scale now. Like, it, I feel like it's going to keep getting better and better at this point. Feels like an upward trend with this show. Yeah. To me. I, I feel like we're definitely going up a bit. I just think. For me, more of mm-hmm. the um, I'm trying to remember like the show now, but more of the um, <laughs> kind of like like segments, as in like the matches were great, but I feel like the segments played more of a part this week, mm-hmm. as in like kind of moving stuff forwards. Because next week is obviously we're back on normal times. Thank you very much, AW, for doing that. And then yes. it's the last one at Daly's place. Then it's back it on the is. road. And obviously they need to then start, you know, getting these storylines properly going. Because I think we could all agree that it kind of took a slump because, like, obviously there's there's no point in building up to, like, the big points of storylines if there's no one to see it. Mm-hmm. So then when the crowd started coming back, we went up a notch again. And then Double uh-huh. Nothing was absolutely fantastic. Then we kind of like simmered down a bit again and just kind of yeah. did stuff for that pop the crowd, which you can 100% understand. Um, and now we're going back up now because now we're, we've got the crowd 100% and then we're going on the road. So these stories now can, you know, start moving forward <laughs> at a more yes. normal pace than they yes. have been doing for the last year and a bit. So, yes. yeah, I definitely feel like the segments kind of really help tie everything in together than what they have done recently is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I, I can't argue with that at all. No. I'm ready to jump into it. So, so am I. Sarah, are you ready yes. to talk some dynamite? I am. <laughs> let's go. All right. The show started with us seeing Sammy arrive at the arena and Alex Marvez was trying to get a word with him. Uh, but he didn't get a word with him, really, because uh, the chairman, the former chairman, I guess who's still kind of the chairman, because he has a chair all the time. And he's uh, Sean Spears. <laughs> yeah. Crazy psycho Sean Spears. Love crazy psycho uh, Sean Spears. Attack Sammy from behind with the steel chair, uh, sending him to the ground and walking away, leaving uh, Sammy Guevara in pain. So we were left to wonder. You know, what's going to happen with Sammy? Is he going to be ready for MJF? Is he, we're going to see him again tonight? There's a pretty good chance we're going to see him again tonight. Just, let you know. 
If you've um, not watched the show, why are you listening to the review? But there's a pretty good chance. <laughs> yeah, pretty good chance. Yeah. Uh, but then the the opening match, we saw Hangman Adam Page take on Powerhouse Will Hobbs of of Team Taz, and this was a, a banger of an opener. Uh, oh my god! I thought this was great. Uh, but leading to uh, Ricky and Hook. Uh, coming out, this was a big part of the match. Ricky and Hook, Ricky Starks and Hook came out to try to help uh, Powerhouse Hobbs win the match with the FTW belt. They had the belt with them, but Brian Cage came out to stop them. Uh, so again, we're, we're getting that uh, that dissension within Team Taz uh, because Cage went for Ricky. Ricky snuck between Cage's legs, again, holding his neck, protect the neck, protect the neck. So he took off neck. through the through the tunnel. So uh, Cage went after him. Hobbs, at one point, well, this is a great point in the match. Uh, Will Hobbs countered the buckshot lariat into a spine buster, and it was beautiful. The camera didn't quite catch it on the show. No, it didn't. I, I know, and I watched a slow motion clip of of this move on Twitter afterwards, and I, I shared it. I, uh, tweeted it out so it, it looks amazing if you get a chance to watch it i even described it as saying it was the most beautiful thing i'd seen all day and <laughs> i ha- had to apologize to my wife and daughter uh, but it was absolutely beautiful uh but in the end though uh, adam page won the match by hitting the dead eye on uh, will hobbs for the one two three so sarah mm. talk to me about this opener i love hangman openers I don't know what yeah. it is, but he, he never seems to have lackluster matches. Like no. they just go from like start mm-hmm. to finish. And I mean, surprisingly, my husband watched this match. I am so I, happy I'm... that weekends are over. Um, <laughs> it just means I don't get I don't get this like sarcastic Wait. commentary coming from a you corner. You don't you don't want him watching the matches with you? No, do you know why I don't want him watching the matches? Because he sits in the corner and just says sarky comments or like starts re-altering the um, title music of Dynamite using the naughty word instead of Dynamite. And I just can't, I can't deal with that negativity in the morning. It kind of reminds me, <laughs> I'm thinking of, have you ever seen The Muppet Show? Yeah. The old guys up in the yeah. uh, up in the ra- up in things yeah. that are t- yeah. making the comments. That's what I'm picturing your husband as. I'm, Not I'm as an old there, guy, but I'm just there eating my fruit, <laughs> yogurt, and muesli in the morning with some tea and enjoying my show. <clears throat> and he's there going in the corner. So love him to bits, but he does my nut in with it anyway. All right. So back to what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, uh, it's just amazing. And like, oh, hang on, he properly like clocked his head as well. Like, oh, that was yes. like blood, blood. Like, that wasn't like, you know, oops, I did an oopsie. That was no, I actually knocked my head on the ring post. It now bleeds uh, situation. Yeah. Um, so, and I just love where Taz was going, oh, I wonder what size cut it is. And Mister in the corner of my be- in my uh, living room went. If it's a big cut, he'll need his head shaved. I was just like, "What? <laughs> Shut up!" Um, then obviously, like you know, Ricky and Hook trying to help their friend. You know, 
you know, we've taken mm. off somebody else's belt, which and maybe that's mm-hmm. why Brian Cage wasn't happy because it was his belt. Yeah. It's my belt. Um, yeah. Take but Mickey belt. just like crawling through his legs. I think will stick with me forever. Just then <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden realizing his neck and just like kind of stumbling, <laughs> trying to hold his neck at the same time. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just it was such uh, a good fun match to open with. And like, uh, you know, Hangman getting his beers. And again, mentions from the corner going, oh, that was Stone Cold Steve Austin's gimmick beer. And I was like, yeah, well, he did uh, it from the crowd originally. He's not, you know, watch it. He's not like doing the whole thing. Just yeah. he's stuck Stone, in the 2000s. It's Stone Cold wasn't the only person in the world to drink beer. That's exactly. True. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, so he was moaning about that, and then I sent him outside. So. But, yeah, it was good for that. You, I loved it. You sent, him back, you sent him back to the garden. Damn right, I did, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that was a fun opener, uh, but the next segment was a little more serious. Um, we, got, we got Conan. Uh, you know, and Conan is, has a special place with me. I, I grew up again watching WCW, man, and he was he was such a big part of Nitro. So much energy every Monday. Anytime Conan hit the ring, cut a promo, it was just a ton of energy. I always love watching him. So seeing him on Dynamite every now and then is really it's really cool to me. Uh, so this segment we saw Conan coming out representing Problem Powerful and Tully Blanchard representing FTR with a face to face a verbal sparring between the two in the ring. Yeah. And and Conan made it clear that there is a big difference between how Santana Ortiz grew up and were raised and how FTR grew up because they were FTR tried to draw comparisons to how they were raised uh, before. And it didn't seem like Conan uh, (laughs) took that lightly because he thinks there's a big difference between how the two were raised. Mm -hmm. Um, Tully, though, said that all he has to do is snap his fingers and FTR would attack. Uh, Conan then said he was ready for that and brought out Santana and Ortiz. Or did he? Because footage appeared on the screen of Santana and Ortiz injured in the back. They were found, you know, on the ground, injured by an attack, apparently. And we found out that the two guys who had walked out that we thought were proud and powerful were actually Dax and Cash. And they attacked Conan, gave the Lucha legend a spike pile driver that looked brutal. So what did you think of all this? I mean, well, yow. kudos to Tully, Tully Blanchard and his sparkly blazer. Um, <laughs> like it. Uh, Conan's just awesome, though. Winning. Like, he just he just was just like, yeah, I'm going to talk shop. Um, I was just like, yeah. oh, this is good. Um, yeah. I, I love this. I love the fact that Tully didn't really have much combat for most of it. He just <laughs> kind of stood there. And I was just like, he literally can't say anything at this point because everything else that's being said by Conan is true. So you can't actually say anything. So, um, and then obviously, like, when Proud and Powerful in inverted commas came out, I literally was looking at him because the camera got from, from, like, was, like, recording from behind. And I just went, them hands are too slim. <laughs> that's, that's all too wrong. I, I'm hoping, like, I'm pretty sure everybody knew from that point it wasn't them. Yeah. But I was just like, nope, not fooling me. Not this time, AEW, I shall not be fooled. No. Um, no. And then, obviously, like, it cut to the back. And I, I was, like, generally just, like, 
gutted that they weren't going to come out. I was a bit like, mm-hmm. oh, I wanted, wanted to see something go down in the ring and then something went down in the ring and I wasn't happy about it. What is it with <laughs> the pinnacle people like hurting like legends and mm-hmm. you know, people that like, you know, need to be kind of given more respect. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Naughty, naughty FTR. I, I can't this, believe this, they did that. This, this, this really gave some heat to uh, FTR yeah. though, because uh, this is the most. I mean, they've been playing heels this whole time with the Pinnacle, obviously, yeah. but this is the most uh, anger I felt. I guess as a fan watching this mm. as a story unfold towards them, like they've just done something wrong. Like, yeah. Whoa, guys. Okay. And also, uh, I hey. think because like after like the whole stadium stampede thing, there was a lot of like talk online going. Well, like, how can we take the pinnacle seriously now? Because, like, they've kind of just, like, lost in, like, and how are they going to, you know, like, because obviously when the yeah. circle was doing the heel stuff, there was nobody else really to compete against. And yeah. the way that the pinnacle are going to um, work after the Stadium Stampede match is, like, try and kill legends, apparently. <laughs> so yeah. that is definitely one way to be become the most hated faction. And also to see the complete and utter parallel between um, what the pinnacle is and what the inner circle is now. Um, yep. So I think they've done this quite... I know everybody's kind of worried to begin with, but I think what they're doing, obviously slightly trying to kill legends aside, <laughs> it's, it's actually quite clever how they've done it because what better way to like generate heat and animosity towards like a group of people than mm-hmm. just wreck people that everybody idolizes. Yeah. Because right, well, they like, took out you might as well go do yeah. it to JR and Tony Giovanni. Do you know what I mean? Like this yeah. is what I'm like think this is like as bad as it can be until mm-hmm. they start going that way. Because they took out Dean Malenko last week yeah. and then Conan this week. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you're a if you're a legend that shows up. If you're next a legend you're wrestling AEW, you better watch yourself. <laughs> watch out. Just stay away from the pinnacle. Yeah. Everybody else is okay. Mm-hmm. Not so much. So air traffic control had to be called in for this next <laughs> match as Matt Sidell took on Dante Martin of Top Flight. And I'm just gonna say this. Look, Matt Sidell is solid every time. Dante yes. Martin, the more we see him in singles action, especially mm-hmm. in this match, I am loving this kid more yeah. and more. He is and amazing. He, it, it, I just, he's just, yeah, it, it's athletically, it's it's hard to, uh, I mean, you know, we talk about how great Ray Phoenix is every time mm-hmm. we see him. I could see Dante Martin in that same, on that same level at some point in his career. I mean, oh, keep 100%. in mind, he's, he's like, 20 years old. I think he just turned 20, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure he just turned 20. So, I mean, I mean, you just sounds like a cliche, but literally with him, the sky is the limit. 100%. Like, yes. But, I mean, I think we all knew Matt Sidell was going to go over in this match, and he did because the match ended with, with Dante when he missed the top rope move, tweaked his knee, and allowed Sidell to hit him with the, uh, the lightning spiral for the win. But again, I cannot say enough about Dante Martin. Just no, he's brilliant, love absolutely this kid. fantastic, Look out. and like, yes, 
you can just see like this is another thing for AEW. Like, like what I now want to say is like the like first generation of homegrown AEW. You've got Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, MJF, mm-hmm. um, like them, and then like the second wave that I come up behind them, like yeah. Dante Martin and Top Flight in general, and like all. It's just. It's such a good basis for the company. You can imagine, like, in, like, five, ten years, Mm -hmm. just how much, like, these wrestlers are going to be loads, like, they're great now, but how much they'll improve as well. And then how you'll just be able to remember is, like, like we said before, like, watching AEW from the start is such Mm -hmm. a special thing. Like, it's great whenever you join in, but if you watch it from the start, it's such mm. an awesome thing seeing these guys that came in like from the indies. No, not really any like TV kind of like um, like knowledge or anything experience. like that. Yeah, exactly. And now seeing them, what they're becoming before your eyes in like two years. Yeah, it's just crazy. It still baffles me that this is a thing. And like for mm-hmm. the people that like saw like. The Rock and you know Steve Austin like go yeah. from where they started to what they became. It's the mm-hmm. same thing, and it's just like a nice little niche part of history that in 30, 40 years time, people that are still watching wrestling, doing a podcast probably, are gonna look back yep. and go like these matches of like 2021 and all this type of stuff. I just think that's yep. that's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing. Because I mean, you talked about the tiers. I mean, we do have, like, you talk about homegrown talent. You know, yeah. you could, I mean, you could say, like, the people think of that are, are AEW, like, right now. You have Adam Page, MJF, Arns mm-hmm. Cassie, those guys that are on this tier. Then you mentioned, yeah. like, the next you could go, mm-hmm. you know, with Jungle Boys and the the guys like that. And then, mm-hmm. then the next year you got Dante Martin, you got Lee Johnson, uh, you got, yep. you know, Sean Dean, who we haven't seen a lot yep. on dynamite, but guys like that, we're going to yep. see just start bubbling up and man, it's, and then the next tier under that, there's just so many tiers and you're looking, you're like, you, you see people on every tier that you relate to or that yeah. you root for. And you're like, I can't wait. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've seen Anthony Agogo get a spotlight recently. Yep. Now, you know, he's one of those guys that are on that tier just under the top guys that, I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's absolutely agreed. It's going to be a fun ride. Oh, 100%. Um, and not everybody's going to get a spotlight right off the bat, but it's just yeah. that growth that you see. You can yeah. just. Mm, and yeah. with like, if with like fun Rampage times. coming up as well, there is so yes. much place for the talent. I mean, we know AEW's roster is extensive. Not everybody is contracted that is on AEW, any of the stuff, yep. because obviously no. there's like um, elevation and dark and stuff, so they can have indie mm-hmm. wrestlers come in, you know, if they just, you know, like even after like, you know, even once wrestling comes back and we're out of like, not the pandemic era, but, you know, just kind of getting some relatively back to normal, the, like indie wrestling can still come into AEW and wrestle, on elevation yeah. and on dark, it's still there. But like, once them, like the people that are coming through Dynamite now, get them reps in with yeah. like, people that you know are constantly wrestling because they're on the indie side. 
mm-hmm. they'll get them reps in and they're just going to become better and better and better. And when there's mm-hmm. space for them to have something going on in Dynamite, they'll be ready and you just be mm-hmm. like, where did they come from? <laughs> yep. And, and you talk about that, that indie talent that you see on, on Dark and Dark Elevation. You know, and, and you, you watch those shows too. And there's guys like that that you want to see signed by Dynam- by yeah. AEW also. I mean, like Danny Limelight, who we talked to last yeah. week. Yeah. It, it, guys like that you see on Dark and Dark yeah. Elevation that you're like, man, get like these guys, get these guys yeah. on the on the official roster. And speaking yeah. of that, I, I'm I'm guilty. I know you are of not watching Dark and Dark Elevation yeah. all the time, but just don't have a ton of time to do it. I watched Dark, yeah, but I did. I watched Dark Elevation this last one. And I'm telling yeah. you guys, if, if y'all are not watching it, it's absolutely worth watching. Dark Elevation yeah. was about a, about an hour and a half. It was a blast. I love that. Uh-huh. And you you do you get more promos on that than I remember uh-huh. seeing on Dark when I watched it. Yeah. Some of the promos are really good. So these guys are not only getting reps in the ring, and I know we're going uh-huh. off on a tangent here from this match, but it relates to Dante Martin. Yeah. Because Dante Martin and Matt Seidel are both guys that get featured on Dark Elevation and Dark a lot. But some people are getting uh, promo reps on there also. So there's mm-hmm. a promos that are happening there that you don't see on Dynamite that are really, really good. Mm-hmm. And But they're getting a chance to work on that promo work on Dark yeah. Elevation so that when they get the chance on Dynamite on live TV, mm-hmm. they can hit a home run uh, with yeah. those. So and such exactly, a also, vital, vital part of it. And also, they on Dark and Dark Elevation, I mean, Danny Limelight wrestled John Moxley on that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So the, the if you want to say the more established wrestlers on Dynamite, sometimes mm-hmm. they have periods where nothing's going on for a bit. So they can end up yeah. in matches with like, you know, people that you'd never mm-hmm. think of. And yeah. they're, they're, they're a blast. Absolutely great to watch. So yeah. it's, it's, I just think it's mm-hmm. amazing, like what is going on in the company. And, you know, I just can't wait to see what, more Dante can do because yeah. I once once I keep seeing like like he's a prime example. I'm like right. I need need more now. I need more, and you're just constantly wanting more. Mm-hmm. I just can't. I just love yeah. what's going on. But yeah, yeah, I'm so excited, so excited for whatever comes for that guy because he's brilliant. He is. But during something we didn't talk about during that uh or actually before uh the match actually started between matt sidell and dante martin was vicky guerrero um kind of interrupted the entrances and she brought out andrade and they were about to make an announcement about their surprise but then that's when they were interrupted (laughs) yeah yeah it seemed like they were gonna finally reveal what the surprise was but they didn't get a chance to do that because that's when Matt Sidell's music hit and that kind of interrupted yeah. Andrade. Yeah. And it, of course it makes us wonder what the surprise is going to be, but it also yeah. makes me wonder if we're not going to see Andrade versus Matt Sidell also. Because that's that could what be I his thought, first because, match. Because of the look that they gave each other, I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, what are they thinking? <laughs> and we, we talk about how great Sidell is in the ring uh, anyway, so that is a match from an in-ring standpoint. It would be two thumbs up. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Definitely. Absolutely. So I think that might be a good direction to go for his first first yeah. match in AEW for sure. But yeah, that uh, that tease again with the, uh, with yep. the uh, surprise. I have a, 
I have a pretty good feeling that surprise may come out next week. Or yeah. Wednesday. Will be next week. It'll be this week. We don't have to wait just a few more days until Dynamite comes out. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, after that, we saw uh, Jungle Boy backstage and Christian uh, popped in to uh, to really to give Jungle Boy a pep talk before his his ginormous world title match later on with <laughs> AEW world champion Kenny Omega. So yeah. So just uh, give him a pep talk, let him know uh that he can he's got a chance to shock the world just like he did in that uh battle royale when he eliminated Christian. Yeah. A nice little nice little a nice pep little, talk. Nice segment. little segment. Yeah. Uh but after that we saw Alex Marvez with members of the Pinnacle, MJF, Sean Spears and Wardlow backstage. And MJF made sure he wanted us to know that he thinks everyone should thank him for his attack on Dean Malenko last week because he gave Dean an an early retirement, in his words. (laughs) But Jake Hager and Jericho obviously did not agree with this because they ran in and started beating a mess out of uh, the Pinnacle members. This brawl that broke out led to the ring. It all just kind of moved to the ring in front of the crowd. And eventually the pinnacle got the upper hand because they had the three on two advantage. Yeah. But that that's when Sammy Guevara's music hit. And we realized that he was, he was a okay after the chair shot from Sean Spears earlier. Uh-huh. And he came out to save the day, uh, basically attacking everybody with his own steel chair. And <laughs> afterwards, Sammy told MJF that on Wednesday, I'm going to show you I'm the best and you know it. Oh, goodness, you got to love this angle. I am loving this right now. Like, this just reminds me of, like, wrestling that I fell in love with. Just, you know, mm-hmm. like, proper, like, proper, like, war between, like, two groups of people. I yeah. love it. Um, and Sammy Guevara, as a baby face, is the best thing that mm. I've seen him do on Dynamite. Because mm-hmm. he's just brilliant. Um, just oh, so fired just, up. Um, just so fired up. I know. Up. And he, he's just generally just, he's got so much bounce in him when he's being the baby face. Mm-hmm. I just, he suits this so much. And what makes mm-hmm. it even better is he's like, he's like a multi layered dimensional baby face as well. He's not just, yeah. you know, got one thing going and that's it. He is just like, Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. And I think MJF and Sammy uh, working uh, apart from each other can bring out the best in each one. Because mm. um, there's a lot of material MJF has to work with as far as yeah. uh, trying to get under Sammy's skin if he really wants to. Yes. Um, so there's, there's, How far he can there's push a, it, though, I don't know. I know, <laughs> that, but there's a, there's a lot there, though. There's a lot of stuff to... That I think and really they, can. They've already started it on Twitter. Yeah, they can really push the envelope there. It could, mm. could, could, could get you, uh, uh, could get into some dangerous territory. I'll just yeah. put it that way. Yeah. But there, there is potential. Oh, so oh, it's, it's like what? It's like watching it just to see how far they'll push that envelope and then back it up a little bit. That's and not going too you know far. what I'm, I'm really curious about as well is like I loved Sammy against Darby. Like, their matches yeah. were fantastic. Yes. Like, Revolution mm-hmm. match that it had um, before, obviously, everything got shut down was crazy. Um, yeah. I can't wait to see one-on-one Sammy and MJF because I know. 
we've mm. seen MJF against like Marx and obviously Jericho and stuff like that. But mm. someone that kind of is like along MJF's age, you know, kind yes. of started the same time as mm-hmm. each other, you know, entered the company at the same time. All that, I just, yeah. I just can't wait to see how that works out. Yeah, because they're both on the same trajectory. Uh, yeah, exactly. They really are. And that's what you're saying. They're they're on the same level. Yeah. And it it's really one where it's hard to to really look at it and pick a winner too. Yeah. Because you can make a general case for either one. Yeah. Uh, but I will say I do love how they really have built the main events for the following dynamites really well mm. in these last couple yeah. of shows. They really built this Jungle Boy. Kenny Omega match really well last mm-hmm. week, I thought, or the couple weeks leading up to it to get here. And tonight really made me ready for mm-hmm. this MJF versus Sammy Guevara match. Like, I want to see it now. Like, it's, yeah. And that's what you want. You want that hook. That, that mm-hmm. okay, I cannot wait until next week. I literally yes. cannot wait until Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so here we, go. I also, here we go. I also love the fact that. Constantly, everybody's constantly saying that loves AEW, like MDF, Sammy, you know, Darby, Jungle Boy. They are literally the future champions of this mm-hmm. company. And yep. look at how the future champions are actually like being portrayed right now. Like there mm-hmm. is good stuff going on for these guys. And I just, I'm lapping it up, man. I'm lapping it up. I love it. I love it so much. Yep. And it's, it's, <laughs> It's those roots that are being they're yeah. growing uh, because inst- like when it's time for them to get their moments to get their chance for the title, it won't mm-hmm. see out of seem out of nowhere because we no. will have been along for that story and it'll make sense because you know yeah. they're ready. We've seen that, so yeah, yeah. very important stuff that's happening right now. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Next, we had Miro alone. <laughs> Backstage somewhere, I love these promos. and he he told us he reminded us of some things that he was thankful for, like like his power and his flexible wife, his flexible hot wife. Yes, so he said. did say that. I, I I didn't hear that incorrectly though. He did say he, he did say that. He said okay, his um hot wife who's incredibly flexible. I think. Yeah, that's there there you said. go. Yeah. yeah, so there's some some things that it yeah that are yeah. very. You should be thankful. Specific. For. Yes. And, yes, exactly. <laughs> and then and then he let Brian Pillman Jr. know that on Wednesday he will find out why Miro is God's favorite champion. I love Talk- Miro right Talk- now. Yes. I know he hurt Darby. Uh, but I don't really blame Miro for that. I mainly blame Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page for that. But um I just I just love what he's doing now. Um, I I just can't believe we're here with him. Like this is happening. Mm. I just from what he did to what he was doing to then coming to AEW and what he did to what he's doing now, I just can't not smile every time I see him because he is loving this right now. You can tell he's loving this right now. <laughs> Is there's there seems to be a progression to his promos, and they yeah. all have ki- kind of the same theme, um, mm. but they keep growing, yeah. uh, evolving as they go. Um, yeah, I love and, that. I love that. Wow, he has hit another level for sure. 
Oh, 100%. I love how he does kind of have, he has a format for his promo right now. And like you said, mm-hmm. it changes, but the basis is still the same. It just keeps mm-hmm. getting, I think that's actually quite a good thing for him to do, especially for now, is to have that basis of a promo. And then for whoever it's angled at, you can add in other stuff. It's big like mm-hmm. what like the Acclaim do with rapping. They've got it that is. formula, but then yeah. they just add stuff in for whoever they're against. It's quite mm-hmm. smart because it can become kind of a trademark, a bit like mm-hmm. what Pent- like Penta says. Like yeah. that became a trademark really quick. Like yeah. as for like <laughs> that for Penta and um so I yeah. just yeah, I love. I yeah. I just love this stuff. I love stuff yeah. like this. I can. I'll be very disappointed if I don't see uh, Shop AEW have a God's favorite champion shirt. Oh, I know. Very very soon. Oh. Or even I. Or even I'm thankful for my hot flexible wife T-shirt. <laughs> either. Either one. I mean, I'm sure my wife will love me wearing that around. <laughs> I don't know how my just... husband would react. <laughs> Have you have you got something to tell me, lad? Yeah, I'm also a woman. <laughs> you know, 21st century and all. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, uh, wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities, neither. He would, no, no, just, it, he would. He would believe me as well, probably. Like, yeah. Um, well, okay. Sure. When's she moving in? <laughs> nice shirt. Can I get one too? <laughs> so, it's okay. Why? All right. Wives. <laughs> Wives. Plural. Plural. Poor guy. <laughs> Pray for him every day. Pray for him every day. I need everybody out there praying. <laughs> join join with me. Light a candle for Sarah's husband. <laughs> he has me to deal with. He needs uh, all the help he can get. Really okay. Does. All right. So <laughs> Uh, so next we had all ego Ethan Page versus Bear Bronson from Bear Country. And my question going into this, and I tweeted out, I, I live tweeted uh, during Dynamite, and that's the first time I've done that in probably months. And I had fun doing it, enjoyed it. Um, I love doing some live tweet. So my live tweet during this one was whether or not Ethan Page could hit the ego's edge on Bear Bronson because Bear Bronson's a big boy. Let's just hmm. put it that way. But it happened because Bronson was on the top rope. Sky distracted the ref, allowing Ethan Page to hit the low blow on Bronson. And to my surprise, he picked the big man up and tossed him for the ego's edge, getting the one, two, three. In the post-match, Ethan grabbed the mic and said that just pinning Darby in the handicap match was not enough. He wants a match with Darby Allen in Miami, July 7th at the Road Rager. And not just a regular match. He wants a coffin match. Yes. Mm. I want that too. I want that very, very much. What are your thoughts about the match and the, the match announcement afterwards? Okay, regarding the match, I'm not that big on Bear Country. I think it's because I've not seen a lot of them. I don't yep. generally get the whole idea. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> another time, <laughs> husband was in the corner. He went, why oh, are they coming okay. out looking like Leatherface? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of the match either. I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm I was, with you. So I was a bit like, huh, 
that's a point. Um, so, uh, not yeah. my thing at the moment because, like I said, not seeing much of them. Uh, I did yeah. think about you regarding bears to begin with. And, you know, <laughs> you've, ha- you've got your issues with bears. Uh, chronic, we're thinking of you too out there. Buddy. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, um, yeah bears, cheese it. <laughs> but I, I, I love, I, well, I mean, very comments love Ethan Page. I, look, yeah. he's mean to Darby. So I don't love him, but I like his work. It's yeah. very complicated history that I've got. Anyway, so yeah, this was um this was a good match. I don't understand why it happened. It might have been something that I have not seen on the dark. So mm-hmm. but yep. um why why are we doing why are we doing a Darby Allen coffee match? Why? Dude, uh why? Because it makes sense. Put the nail in the coffin. But oh my god, Darby's gonna think he's actually oh. <laughs> I worry about that kid so much. <sighs> it I, I can't I can't remember He's gonna take it literal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is yeah, this is this this has potential for being a uh a watch through your fingers over your or your hands are over your face kind of match. <laughs> Uh, it's, because it's of what might happen, I'm going to need a pillow. I'm going to need. A yeah, pillow. okay. Watch it through the pillow. Um, yeah, just uh, well, your husband won't be there. I was going to say, just let him stand in the corner and describe the match to you with your pillow over your head. That sounds weird. See, now that I, I can... said it out loud, <laughs> that sounds really weird. <laughs> I can see. I can see what's going to happen. Right, I can already see yeah. it. He'll have put Ethan Page in the coffin. Yes, I can see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to find a high point. He's going to coffin drop, but before he lands, Ethan's going to get out of the coffin and he's going to let Darby fall in the coffin and seal the coffin. That's it. That's it. That 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 sounds like the finish of the match right there. And I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready. That sounds like it. <sighs> I could just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm just worried the coffin's going to explode. With no, I can I can see that. that Scorpio Sky is going to come in with like, you know, he's going to borrow a Hager's forklift. He's going to like move the coffin and then like put it in the ground and then bury it. And Darby Allen's missing for weeks. <laughs> then we, we get the BTE segment uh, afterwards where it shows uh, Sky walk up to Hager backstage. Hey, buddy, can I borrow the keys of your forklift? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> then, <laughs> That's just but, the... then, but then my mind's gone on another trajectory, like from like so he buries Darby Allen. Darby Allen does not show on dynamite for weeks, right? Like oh, Sting yeah. can't find him. Like can't find him. And then one day, you know, Ethan Page is in a match, and then zombie Darby Allen turns up. Oh my goodness. No. No. No, no zombies. <laughs> we already got one zombie in AEW. Abaddon's enough. That's all we need. And uh, no, and I love Abaddon. I'm not saying no, but <laughs> I can just imagine. I don't want zombie Darby Allen though. And genuinely freaking out. Or does that become? Does it actually have to be da- zombie Darby Allen? But you know what I mean. Okay, like, okay, come okay. Back I got you. From the grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got you. Ethan Page like, like loses just a match like he sees because... a ghost. Because Darby Allen just happens to be standing, like in the crowd I, yeah. or something. I could see something where it's uh, 
similar to that where yeah. I remember it's like a little throwback to how Sting used to appear in the rafters yeah. and kind of haunt the, haunt the NWO. Just yeah. have him appear in the crowd and then disappear. Like you see him and then he sees him and distracts him and all of a sudden he looks back and he's gone whether he runs mm-hmm. back to the crowd. It doesn't have to be supernatural. No. It just no, has no, to no. It, it has to appear that way to Ethan Page to where yeah. in Ethan Page's mind like rubs his I, eyes I saw, and then he's gone. I just saw it. I just saw a ghost, but in reality, it's just Darby playing mind games with Ethan yeah. Page. So, yeah, and this could I like, be I like a Darby that. Allen heel turn. It could, it could lead to that. This is a babyface reaction. You're getting yeah, a babyface reaction yeah, for this, this stuff. This is a babyface thing, but he could just then like be tormenting the, Ethan Page dark. just this way for like weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh. I like this fantasy booking we got going here. I, I like that. Uh, I know. Except for the except for the real zombie part, which I know you didn't mean real zombie, but that I did scare me for real a second. Zombie. I, I just kind of meant like coming back from like you know a coffin that's been in the ground. I just, I just saw Darby showing up with a, a a zombie army, and I'm like, oh no 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 no. <laughs> I, I you know just like just like just because he's come back from a coffin that was buried. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, it makes sense. But yeah, you think think it's a zombie? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, as soon as they said coffee match, half of me went, no, 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 no. The other half of me went, oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. That, that, little, that little devil on your shoulder. Uh, who am I kidding? You have <laughs> that, a devil on both shoulders. <laughs> that, that sick, twisted yeah. part of me was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Sign me up. Uh, all right. So next we saw a segment with uh, Britt Baker, Reba, Rebel, and Vicky Guerrero and Nala Rose in the back. And Baker said that uh, after they beat Nala and Vicky, they'll send them uh, they'll send them home with an autographed prescription for pain. And then Vicky says that when they beat Baker and Reba, Rebel, it will just solidify that Nala is the true number one contender for Baker's women's championship. What do you think? Should Nala be the number one contender for the championship? And before you say anything, I'm just not, I haven't been as big on these, the build to this match. No. I was, I was one, and I know you were like, no, I don't really don't care about Baker Nala. You said that in the beginning. Yeah. I aired more on the side of, man, I really want to see, I think they can build to a fun match, a fun Mm -hmm. program. To this point, I'll admit, I think I was wrong. Because I, mm-hmm. I, this is not this is not grab me like I thought it had the potential to grab me. Because I like Nyla, yeah. that's why I do like Nyla Rose. That's yeah, why I thought I like this Nyla could be really good. Well. Yeah, just it, it isn't working so far for me. But it's just because she's already been around the title. She's already had it. It just mm-hmm. it just doesn't you know fill me with like oh yay wonder what's going to happen because what's going to happen yeah. she's not going to win it. So yeah, it kind mm-hmm. of seems. Like the only thing I can think that they're doing it for is the surprise that Vicky Guerrero's got next week is the real thing that we're going towards. Yeah, that it does feel like that's it's not the match, it's the yeah. surprise. Yeah, yeah, and that that's could, that what could I change. think it is for. Yeah. And that could change the way we look at this whole bro- program, too, is mm-hmm. if that surprise. Uh, becomes part of the build to their match. It could alter our perception of it. We'll just have to see how it goes. Um, I think once but, we get the surprise involved type thing, if you want to say, then it's definitely going to um, <clears throat> inform because 
I think a lot of us kind of think we know who it is. Um, Possibly. Possibly. I mean, so, and especially, I'm just looking at the rankings now from, um, when's this from? 23rd mm-hmm. of June. Nyla's already number one anyway. Oh, she's already jumped to number one? I didn't know she's that. She's already in number one at the moment on the, um, on the 23rd of June. Okay, so she passed. But, but these, haven't, and, these, uh, these haven't like regenerated from dynamite just now. So, okay. um, but yeah. Um, so as, as of the twenty third, she was already She's number, number one. one. Okay, interesting. So, all right. Uh, so, moving from the women's segment to the women's match for tonight, we had. Uh, Everybody's favorite alien, Chris Statlander, versus uh, the bunny of the Hardy family office. And I thought this was a solid match because uh, uh, we don't see the bunny enough. We've seen a couple of matches with her recently. But every time we see Statlander, she is absolutely solid. She just keeps getting better. Uh, the match ended when the blade handed the bunny a pair of brass knuckles with the ref distracted. But Orange Cassie took them away, allowing Statlander to hit the Big Bang Theory for the victory. Afterwards, though, TH2 ran down on behalf of the Hardy family office and attacked Orange Cassidy. They held up Orange Cassidy as the blade knocked him out cold with the brass knuckles. Uh, it's apparent they were leading to an Orange Cassidy versus the blade match, it seems like. But beside that, though, what did you think of the, uh, the match between Statlander and the Bunny and the shenanigans afterwards? I love this match. I'm just slightly annoyed at AEW that we're back to putting the women's match here. This is yep. like the women's slot yep. again. Um, yep. We need more than one women's match. I'm sorry. It's it, th- All right. I know they're getting um, the women back from Japan, I think, in the next like few weeks or something. Yes. So we're going to have like the division bulked out again. But they need to stop having just one match. It's now getting beyond where I can now just go, oh, it's because of X, Y, and Z. It's now, we're now not at that situation. So why is this still happening? As of for like next week is the last Daily's Place <laughs> thing. And after that, it's on the road, full crowds. By then, they better not be having one match because that's then kind of meh, yeah. not looking was- great. Yeah, when when some of the women come back from Japan, I would love to see some of those open the show because yeah. they're such high energy. Uh, mm-hmm. I think those could be a way to kick off the show and, and mm-hmm. put the women in a more prominent light. I think that would be the perfect way to use uh, to use those matches as as mm-hmm. openers. Every you don't have to open every show with that, but no, uh, you put you but put have, Yuka in an opening match. More uh, than one women's match and have it. Yes. Obviously, anywhere yeah. have them anywhere else, but before the title match, like the main event, like oh, it, mm-hmm. it's it's beyond the point now of where it, it's was well beyond the point anyway being acceptable. But you could just about understand it because of the you know the pandemic situation. Yeah, it seems that that's mo- being moved away from that now because of crowds are back and we've got it back on the road, so that can now not be the full thing. So from like Wednesday on, got to pick up because otherwise, that's then just a general issue. There's nothing yep. they can like hide behind by that point. Um, no. Yeah. 
excuse. Regarding really. Orange Cassidy and the Blade, I'm 100% up for that because after what we saw last week with Orange Cassidy, <laughs> I'm yeah. happy for him to move away from anything to do with that type of like situation because that was just not where he should be going because that's just like going backwards. Um, yep. I think with the Blade, though, there could generally be some like interesting stuff because... Orange Cassidy is Orange Cassidy, but when he goes, he goes, and we've seen what the Blade can do as well. Yeah. So I'm I'm up for yeah. that. I want to see what goes on. Yeah, because there's a lot more potential there too. Where, uh, you know, while I, you know, I thought the match with with him and the, the wingman and all that, it was goofy. It was I thought it was more fun than you thought, and the, I, mm. I honestly like not ninety percent of the IWC thought because I think the majority hated that. Yeah. So I was on the other edge by just a little bit. I agree that it was a weird spot to go to, but just mm-hmm. aside, I thought one, I, I thought it might be leading to Orange Cassie versus somebody else from the wingmen, whether it was uh, Ryan Nemeth, uh, possibly something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, it felt like it could have gone there and that might've been the plan, but they may have listened to the fans mm-hmm. and said, Nope, Nope. We're switching gears. Here's what mm-hmm. we're going to do. So that's it's a good sign again that we, we talk about how AEW listens to the fans a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going somewhere else, and it's obvious that they've more than likely changed gears because of what people thought. And that's mm-hmm. again, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. And this opens the door for so many matches. It could end up with Orange Cassidy versus any member of the Hardy family office, honestly. Yeah. Um, because you know that's the good thing about these large factions or having so many factions because you can get so many matches out of this between members of that, of those factions, and to keep yeah. it fresh. So, yep, I'm on board with Orange Cassie versus The Blade. I think it could be it could be good, and a more serious move away from, like you said, and majority of everybody else said, a meaningless <laughs> comedy feud uh, that was happening last week. Yeah. So, yep. Now, so now we move to the main event, and this main event was wow, in my opinion. I mean, uh-huh. okay. World champion Kenny Omega defending the title versus Jungle Boy. One of those, I'm not even going to say up-and-comers in AEW anymore because I think in this match, he broke out of that up-and-comer moniker now. Yeah. Where he is, he is, I think he put himself, and this says a lot about Kenny Omega too because he has amazing matches. So people working with Kenny Omega can they can elevate themselves because they're wrestling against somebody who's so good. And it just says how great Omega is in the ring. But I think jungle boy just elevated himself or was elevated to another yeah. level within, in this match. Mm-hmm. And jungle boy's family was, was in the front row, which again, set the tone for this is how important it was with his family there. Uh, but Marco stunt and Luchasaurus were ejected from ringside before the match started because Marco was arguing with the ref about the good brothers being out there. Because we know, <laughs> we know the good brothers in the elite like to get involved in matches. It just that's how it is. So, uh, so yeah, he ejected the ref ejected uh, Marco Stunt Luchasaurus, but he also ejected Gallows and Anderson, which gave the match a cleaner feel because you yeah, had nobody at ringside. It set the tone for for what we were going to get, and I love that absolutely. Uh, this match was, in a word, tremendous. There's a couple of times that Omega went for the one winged angel, but jungle boy kept countering 
And, mm-hmm. and one time he countered with this epic reverse Hurricane Rana that I thought broke Omega's neck, man. It was just beautifully done. Beautifully done. It looked brutal. So uh, later, Jungle Boy caught Omega in the snare trap. And the Good Brothers tried to run down and, and make the save <clears throat> or to, to break the hold up. But they were stopped by Luchasaurus, Marco Stunt, and the elite hunter, Frankie Kazarian. Uh, However, Omega. So much when Kaz yeah. came out. I know, Ed. It's great seeing him run out, even though he's messing up my boys. Um, <laughs> but Omega was still able to make it to the ropes to break up the move. Moments later, Jungle Boy uh, locked in the snare trap again, but Omega gals the eyes to break loose from the hold. Then he connected with a V-trigger and hit the one-winged angel. And we know what happens when Omega lands that one-winged angel. No mm-hmm. one kicks out. And Jungle Boy did not kick out of this one. With the one, two, three, Omega retained the AEW world title. Afterwards, Omega was about to continue his attack on Jungle Boy, but Christian ran out for the save. But Matt Hardy and Private Party were not far behind as they ran out and attacked Christian. Mm-hmm. Then who came out but my boys, the tag champs. The Young Bucks came down and they gave Christian a super kick party for his troubles. The show goes off the air with the Bucks celebrating with Kenny Omega after his victory over Jungle Boy. But wow, what did you think of this main event? Oh, it was so good. So, so good. I mean, mm. like we said before we went on uh, the podcast, we were saying like, like we knew Jungle Boy wasn't going to win because yeah. we know we know the yeah. future. Um, it's wrestling. It's wrestling. But, like I said to you, though, they made you forget that situation with this. Oh, mm-hmm. um, this is just beautiful. And I don't get how people, A, think Kenny Omega is overhyped. B, how this title run isn't amazing. And oh. C, that, that he don't storytell. Like, what is wrong with everybody? <laughs> uh, no. He is amazing. I mean, he is, period. Like, I look. We know the situation. We know I'm marks and you're all that stuff. Yeah, you can't. You all that aside, you can't help but think this guy is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, like he is good, and like you generally just sat there, like you're watching history every time he's in a ring because he just brings everything out of everybody and himself, and it just. It just makes it feel bigger, even if it is just the weekly Dynamite show and it's not on pay-per-view. It feels big. Yeah. Um, and Jungle Boy, I mean, come on. Like, he is fantastic. Like, when when all, like, Dynamite ever started and I first saw Jungle Boy, I was like, I do not understand why everyone's like, oh, my God, this guy. I was just a bit like, eh, I don't uh. see it. It didn't take me very long to, like, have my mind changed. Like, the stuff he did with Jericho, like, mm-hmm. and, like, all the, like, the TNT tries he's had. And I don't know, like, he's genuinely fantastic and he will have that title at some point. And I don't even think it's going to be, like, you know, in 10 years' time. It's going to be sooner than that because he he's just... He's got everything that he needs now and he just needs to, you know, just keep going at it because 
whatever he is, whatever he's doing, it's working. It's he's just brilliant. Um, yeah. We need to we need to give a shout out as well um, to one of our friends on Twitter. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Ryan Mulligan, aka yep. um, at Wasabo Ryo. Um, Jungle Boy fell on his <laughs> wife. Um, they were at the front when Jungle Boy fell. He fell on his wife. And I was just going, I know that. I know him. I know him from Twitter. And yeah, so Jungle Boy fell on his wife. So they actually assisted Jungle Boy slightly in this match, which Don Cowles yes. picked up yeah. on, which I thought was brilliant. That that's a that's a moment right there for them. That is that a has moment that you have because it, yeah. it's on Dynamite. You can go back and watch it whenever you want. <laughs> that's just crazy. I mean, that's just that's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah, and I literally was just then because like this is again husband in corner. I was just like, <laughs> I'm there going, okay. I'm never sitting on the front row or like the few rows at the front of any wrestling show, because if anybody lands on me, I'm going to be squashed because I'm tiny. And also, do you know what? It just Where made Where did really... <laughs> Where did she go? <laughs> she was there, and then she went. Um, She's gone. The only thing is, like, it just makes me want <clears throat> AW to come to the UK so much. I literally yeah. am craving it now. I'm just like, I need it in my life. So, AW, if you listen make to it this, happen, make it happen soon. But, <laughs> Your girl but before, needs to go. But before you go there, come back to Atlanta one more time before you make that trip. <laughs> Please, I want to go too. I want to go again. You've too. already uh, been. I know. <laughs> Makes give me want it even more. Go. Do you give somebody else you a can, go? You can. I just stop here and then head to the UK. It's fine. It's fine. And if somebody falls on me, I'm not taking a bath anymore. (laughs) I can just imagine like Pat Jackson, you're like, I am one with Matt Jackson. (laughs) Like three weeks later, man, you stink. No, I smell like Matt Jackson. No, I smell like Matt Jackson. And also, (laughs) can we just say young books get up recently? Where are they getting their versions from? It's like a blast from the 80s mix of Shawn Michaels mixed with Miami oh, Vice. That's yes, right. We didn't, we didn't even cover the Bucks promo because they cut a promo earlier in the, yeah. in the show too. Start, we forgot that. I want to mention that earring that, that Nick had that went <laughs> from his that? ear to his hat. Uh, I don't have any piercings, but I want that. Like I want and an I earring that goes from the there to my hat. In that promo, there's like, because we're EVPs. <laughs> extremely violent extremely people. violent people i was that's just it. like that's do it. you know what I, do you know the noise i made when i heard that i went ooh, uh. <laughs> ooh. eddie kicks are gonna kill ya <laughs> oh oh uh, yeah, no main event I, absolutely but uh, can i ask you this question you can do you think kenny omega is slightly becoming a bit unraveled Yes, I think he is. Uh, I think because uh, you could you could see him before the match started, like he just in the corner with his head in his hands. Mm. You know, I think he's getting. Uh, I think he's getting a little a little loony, especially like I think he, you know, from a character standpoint, he feels like he needs people there at ringside with him because it's been part of the thing. So it's those moments mm. when he's out there. Alone, where he's a little bit uh, because he generally pushed the ref, and the ref pushed him over. 
Like, mm-hmm. that's not a yeah, sane person thing. <laughs> no. He becomes a little, yeah, a little frazzled when things don't go perfectly to plan, I guess you could say. Because, you, you, mm-hmm. you know, we all know, we've all been there, too. You got things lined out, just how they're going to go. One thing goes astray. Oh, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It has to happen just like this. You know, you, a little bit of OCD yeah. where you got to have it happen just like this. Yeah. I can relate. It's not that. right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I, I can't a little, you know, everybody's got a little bit of OCD. Some people a little more extreme than others, but that's, yeah. that's, that's, you know, that's just how we are. Um, yep. But it, it kind of felt, feels that way. If things don't happen just right, he could, he could be a little. Uh, Do you know what I think this is like quite clever because we all know like the hangman storyline and the mental health and all that not you know yep. not thinking he's worth it and um, mm-hmm. not what wanting to avoid the kenny omega question because he doesn't want to remember like the situations that he was in with it yes. i think with kenny omega right now is another kind of interesting storyline mental health thing if you want to look at it that way because he feels he has to prove himself because he's got all these belts which is what he slashed uh... on palace wanted so and then he's like yes. constantly pushing to do this, to do that, to get that belt. To get, like then he's at Slammiversary. Then he's doing this. Then he's his schedule's like ridiculously packed. And when you're spinning all mm. them plates, if if you start thinking one's slipping, then you start yeah. going a bit like, you know, a bit unhinged, a bit <clears throat> egomaniac, you know, a bit like he. He may end up where he's like hangman. Like when he starts losing the belts, he may end mm-hmm. up being like hangman where he feels like there's no worth now type thing. Where hangman will have done uh. the one thing he wants. It could be an interesting like flip reversal. Where Kenny's where then, lost everything. Where Kenny's lost everything. And then he then goes to hangman with like metaphor of his tail between his legs. And yeah. you just hope that then Hamman goes, no, like you weren't there for me, so deal with it because all your friends have left you. Like, good brothers go back to Impact, you know all that type yeah. of stuff. Like you can generally see that could be a way it goes. Yeah, it's kind of like a thing if like if you overwork yourself and you know you you then base your entire life off what you've achieved. Yes, and then, once that's gone, and once that's yep. gone, what what do you have? What are you left with? Because that's like what Hangman did with the tag belts. Like he based everything on them belts, and when they were gone, and Kenny was gone, because what did yeah, he have? Because what if Kenny starts losing these titles, and after the last one's gone, uh, the Bucks have nothing to do with him, and the Good yeah. Brothers have nothing to do with him, and yeah. Callus is like, eh. <laughs> Palace will be gone. I'm going back to Impact now. Of course he will, because he's then not got Kenny bringing in the money. It's it's kind. It's Mm. it's like like in the old days, like a prize fighter type thing. And once like you're done, you don't like a greyhound. Like once a greyhound's done racing, just Mm. they don't they don't care. It's just very interesting, and I want the books to keep their titles longer, exactly, so they can still be the heels. And then that kind of like, like you know, gets on Kenny, and then he gets worse than that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think that'd be an interesting way to go with it. And I tell you, you know, we mm. talked about Hangman. Did you? I forgot to mention. Did you notice after he won his match mm-hmm. that he he stood in the ring for a second and just looked down? 
Yeah. There was that mo- there was that moment where yeah, I won, but I realized I just took mm-hmm. one step closer to what I'm trying to yeah. avoid. Like he yeah. wants to win these matches, but he doesn't It's like an anxiety thing, like an impending doom type thing. Like if he if mm-hmm. he has to face Kenny, he's gotta face everything mm-hmm. that he's basically mm-hmm. drank away. <laughs> and it's it's those subtle things, like that little thing. It rewards you for paying attention because mm-hmm. if you're watching this as a uh uh, just, just as a, you know, if you're watching it from the corner, like your husband, for instance, you probably miss that little subtle thing. You don't, don't pick up if you have not <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If you, but if you're, if you're a peripheral fan though, if you're just kind of watching the watch and not really into it, mm. you're not as rewarded as somebody who pays attention to the details. So yeah, all the, these details aren't, uh, really important to the overall thing, but it means no. so much to the people that really pay attention because that small gesture mm-hmm. of of looking somewhat deflated after a victory yeah. uh tells especially so when, much like, about that character yeah especially when he came out to like this over roaring crowd and he like got taken back by it. you can see him like mouth some naughty words to himself and yeah, um, yeah. and like <laughs> yeah, the pace did. of it and everything and then yeah once you've had that high and you're on that come down mm-hmm then you, yep. you're a step closer to the place that you have to face everything. And Kenny's not going to, eventually, whenever this happens, Kenny is not going to be just Kenny Omega in the ring. Mm. There's not going to be just him. There's going to be yeah. everybody. Everybody. And it's everybody and- that Hangman has associated with in the past. And it's all going to be like right in front of his face. A mountain for someone to climb. It like is. mentally, it is. yeah, yeah. He's having to go back through his past to uh, yeah. to find his fu- find his future. Yeah, that's really what the story is. So yeah, God, I love it. <sighs> yeah, I know, man. The <laughs> details, just love the it. Details. This, um, and and next week's card looks looks pretty pretty sharp too. Um, we have. Next week, we'll have the World Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks versus Eddie Kingston and Penta. <laughs> and if if Kingston and Penta win, they earn a future title shot. I don't want it to be Penta and the Kingston. It should be Moxie and Kingston with them. Yeah. But they're not going to get it because we know what's happening. He's on baby duty. He's on being a daddy duty. Baby duty. Um. She's probably cleaning some baby duty right now. Mm. Been there, done that. Don't um, want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. So, um, <laughs> uh, the, we also have, yeah, we also have Britt Baker, AW Women's Champion, and Reba Rebel versus Nala and possibly Vicky Guerrero. We'll see. Mm, we'll see. Then we have the TNT title match. Uh, the champion Miro defending against Brian Pillman Jr. Woody, not just uh, the champion. God's champion. God's champion. Yes, God's champion. God cares about the TNT title. He really does. Um, <laughs> and, and what I assume this is going to be the main event. I think they may have said it is going to be the main event. I think they did. It is going to be. MJF from the Pinnacle versus Sammy Guevara of the Inner I Circle. I cannot wait for that. There's so much at stake in a match with no titles. 
that's how you build a good main event. There are no titles involved, but yet there feels like there's so much on the line. In it this feels match. so huge. So much. This feels it does. so huge. So I hope I hope the show closes with that match. I'm pretty mm. sure it will, even though there's not a title involved. I just feels like that should be a show closing angle for sure. Yeah. All right. So yeah, next week back on Wednesdays. The Woo! last dynamite at Daly's Place. It will be the farewell to Daly's Place. And I hope, I really hope they put on an awesome show. I'm sure they will for those fans there in uh, Jacksonville. They have a nice send off mm-hmm. uh, leaving Daly's Place for a while. And although it's been fun watching wrestling at Daly's Place, I hope we don't have to see that place for a long time. I think we should. <laughs> I want to see some, so special see- when it goes by. It will be, but I'm ready to see some new venues, some new yeah, setups. Yeah, I'd like to see some new places. <laughs> yes. This is yes. this is how I tour America from my home. <laughs> let's, see, let's see what Miami looks like. Uh, and, and we will get to see that on July 7th when they hit the road again. So, uh, And I love it. They're building these shows up. I mean, we already got matches booked for, for Miami that we know that's going to happen. So you're building anticipation for shows in the future, not just the next show, but the next, next show. Um, so yeah, mm. a lot of, a lot of good stuff coming, hitting the road we, again, hitting the road. We should also mention that next week's podcast, um, like schedule may be a bit wonky. Yes. <laughs> because yes. I dare take a holiday. <laughs> I know she's going on vacation, but we're still bringing you stuff. We're still doing we still it. Have still... Stuff. It might just be yes. like the review might just be a little bit later than normal. Yes, the review, it will be at least a day late. Uh, so mm. normally where we will have it up on Friday, the plan is to have it up on Saturday. Yes. Um, that is the plan, and we, sh- we should be able to, to do it. Uh, but if there are any more delays other than that, we will let you know. We'll yeah, because I tried to get it so my family had everything they wanted. <laughs> and the one thing I wanted was Wi-Fi so I could watch Dynamite <laughs> and I could do the podcast. And I then spoke to the place that we're going because we have to stay in the UK at the moment. And I was like, so what's the Wi-Fi situation? And then I said on the phone was like, yeah, it's in like the cafe in the bar. And I was like, huh, don't know how that would work. <laughs> and that means everybody's on it as well. So I can't even like imagine like with really bad internet surrounded by people doing a podcast. So, so- so either we're going to have it on time and hear everybody at the bar, yeah. which, hey, that, that could be amazing. <laughs> I, I'm actually kind of liking that more uh, that we're talking about it. I'm kind of digging it. So eh, <sighs> it's, so it's either going to be on time and we get to talk to everybody at the bar or it's going to be uh, a day late and yeah. like this where you can understand everything that's going on. But don't, but don't worry. Um, also, I am suffering. I can't watch Dynamite till I get home on the Friday afternoon the following uh-oh. week. I go this Friday, I come back the following Friday um, after I've picked my dog up. I can then watch Dynamite. I can then record a podcast. I can then go to sleep. <laughs> you won't sleep the whole week because you're wondering what's happening I'm going to be so annoyed because like, I don't even know if I'll be able to get on Twitter or anything. So if I am absent like and only like, randomly on, it is because I'm in the middle of freaking nowhere um, in England. But you're enjoying so, yeah. it. But relax, relax. Don't yeah, worry about I, it. Enjoy, I, I, enjoy, enjoy your vacation. I'll get, I'll get to see my husband for more than like two days a week. So that'd yeah. be great. Um, enjoy that. Enjoy that time. 
Uh, so yeah, and also next week because of uh, her vacation, so selfish, so selfish. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, but we we won't have a Q and A because no. we're, well, we're gonna we may try, we may attempt it, but there is a good chance, uh, depending on her internet situation, that we we'll, we will not be able to do a Q and A. But just just keep an eye out on the Twitter, and we'll let you know for sure. Yeah, or I could just do it by myself. Trust me, you don't want to you don't want that to happen. Listen. <laughs> You don't want to hear me asking myself questions. I've for heard how he plans to do it, and you really don't want yeah, that to happen. Yeah, yeah. My plan was to try to do the questions in a uh, British accent and then answer them in my Southern American accent. So um, I do want to see how you do my accent now. No, you don't. I've tried doing it before, and you make fun of me, so I'm not going to do it again. I'm not, I'm not. That's a trap. I'm not falling into that one. <laughs> so. That is it. That's where I'm going to end the show before she tries to bait me into it again. <laughs> uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We absolutely enjoy doing this. We always do. Um, Indeed. Please don't don't forget to follow the channel on Twitter at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. Yes. yes. Keep an eye out for our Q&A this week. And our topic discussion this week. And then uh, then we will see you at some point next week for our uh, Dynamite review and other goodies. So y'all yes. be good out there. Be good to each other. And we will see you on the next one. Bye.